But we are thankful to have Brother and Sister Bush with us. Like I said, it was about, uh, it was in 2000 that they left. They went on the evangelistic field. Now they are pastoring in Fort, Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Amen. They've been there about six years, I believe it is, and uh, doing a great job up there. And we just love Brother Bush. Amen. He's a revivalist. He's a great preacher. Just get behind him. Worship with him this morning. Amen. Let's give the Lord the glory. Could we do that today? Come on, isn't he worthy? Hallelujah. Somebody ought to lift your voice and just declare the goodness of the Lord. Oh, I thank you today, sweet God. In the name of Jesus. Indeed, great to see all of you in the house of the Lord. You're beautiful people because you're the Lord's. Amen. The Bible says he beautifies the meek with salvation. So before you're seated today, why don't you turn and look at your neighbor, not, not a family relative. Look at somebody else and say, man, you look good before you're serious. Well, that could get out of control quick, couldn't it? God bless you. You can be seated in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord another hand clap of praise today. I want to speak to you for just a short time today about the aftermath of Pentecost. We'll save all of our remarks for the evening service, but indeed great to be among you, to see each and every one of you, and to know, amen, that the Lord is still in the house. Amen? amen. Praise God. For the scripture says where the spirit of the Lord is, uh, there's liberty. There's been liberty in this house today to worship. If you hadn't got involved in it, you need to take your liberty now to say, Lord, I'm going to give you the praise no matter what I'm going through today. No matter what I've been fighting because the Lord, I said the Lord is on my side and the gates of hell shall not prevail against me. If you believe that today, why don't you shout amen? to speak to you for a short time about the aftermath of Pentecost. Pentecost, as you understand, that we celebrate was last week, last Sunday, and God richly poured out His Spirit. After the outpouring of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, as recorded in Acts chapter 2, this new fledgling group of people and believers would go forth in the zeal of the Holy Ghost to be witnesses every where they went, as Acts chapter 1, verse 8, had admonished them to be. The 3,120 that received the baptism of the Spirit on that day, they would continue in revival. They would continue in the breaking of bread from house to house. And the church of Jesus Christ began to multiply in an unprecedented fashion. Can I just stop for a minute before I go any farther to let you know today that it doesn't matter how our world turns and it doesn't matter what our world does. Amen. The church of Jesus Christ was born in a fire. Hallelujah. Amen. And we're going out in a fire. We're not dead, we're not sick, but I believe the church of Jesus Christ is more alive today than it's ever been on the face of the earth. Oh, I want somebody to know God's not dead, He's alive. 
would you shout it? He's not dead. He's alive. The uproar of that day would continue with the healing of the, the lame man in chapter 3. The imprisonment of the disciples in chapter 4. The death of Ananias and Sapphira in chapter 5. And the church began to multiply at a rate that the devil, he couldn't stop it. He couldn't even slow it down. You know why? Because when somebody makes up in their mind, I've got to get to Jesus. I said when somebody makes up in their mind, nothing's going to stop me today. When somebody makes up in their mind, I want to let you know there's not a devil in hell. I said there's not a devil in hell that can stop you from a move of the Holy Ghost. Come on, some of you know what I'm talking about right now. You walked in with a need, and you're going to walk out with a miracle. You walked in looking for something, and you're going to walk out filled with the power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of your soul. The conversion of Paul in chapter 9 would rock the then-known religious world. As he would go from being someone that persecuted the church to someone that would preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and travel the entire then known world. By chapter 10, we find the first group of Gentiles that would be filled with this apostolic experience. And the church would begin to move in a fashion and in a way that not only was unprecedented, but had never been seen in the history of of the world. You see, signs, wonders, and miracles were the new norm. <laughs> Amen. I said signs, wonders, and miracles uh, were the new norm. <laughs> and can I tell you that that's not gone away? Can I let somebody know today that your healer is in the house uh, and he's able, <laughs> I said he's able to do exceeding, oh, somebody help me right now. I said exceeding and abundantly above all that you can ask or even think. You see, some would say that the church is on its way out. Some would say that the church is on its last leg. Some have already said that Christianity would be a fad. It would come and it would go. But I'm reminded of the man of God of old that had already made up in his mind. And as he stood on that day, he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I just feel the Holy Ghost telling you that this morning, that it's time to say with a made up mind, amen, I'm not going anywhere. I was born in the fire and I'm going out in a fire. I was born with a passion and the world ain't killed it in me yet because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Can you shout amen if you believe it today? I wish somebody would lift up your voice and declare the mercy of the Lord in this house. Why? Because Pentecost has always been a problem for the devil. We'll say it again. I said Pentecost has always been a problem for the devil. Not because it's on the sign out front, but because the experience of 
the baptism and the infilling of that spirit in your life is something that'll transform your mind. It'll set you free. It'll deliver your heart and set you on a new path and set you on a new course. Some of you know what I'm talking about today. You used to be on the bottom, but when the Lord found you, oh, hallelujah, I said when the Lord found you, it transformed your life. Oh, hallelujah, I'm starting to hear the sound of the redeemed. I'm starting to hear the sound of those that say we believe in the power of Pentecost in our lives. Turn to your neighbor, give him a high five, say, I'm not going anywhere. You see, Pentecost is the choice of a new generation. You remember in the 80s when they had that Pepsi-Cola thing? They used to do that little jingle that said, it's the choice of a new generation. Remember that? Some of you don't remember. I know some of you are young. I got it. I got it. I, start, I, I looked around, pulled in the parking lot, looked around, I started seeing a lot of gray hair, you know. Looked at Dick Sides. I said, when did you get so old? And, and I realized my wife let me know that I have the same problem. So before I cast a stone at you, I guess I need to look at myself. But, but back in the 80s, all right, let me get back to topic. Back in the 80s, there was a little jingle that was trying to tell us that Coca-Cola was dead and that Pepsi was the choice of a new generation. Maybe you remember it, maybe you don't. It's irrelevant, but the fact is the same. And that is this, that when this thing was poured out on the day of Pentecost, it didn't just come and go. It wasn't just a fad for the time and for the day. Are you hearing me right now? Because you see, some 2,000 years later, I'm standing in a place where there's a group of believers. <laughs> I said, I'm standing in the place where there's a group of apostolics that can say, hey, I still got the fire, and Pentecost is still real. Oh, I wish a shout would go up in this house. If the Lord's ever done anything for you, you got a right to praise him. And so Pentecost is on the move with over 25 million documentations of people around the globe speaking in a heavenly language. I want you to know this thing has come to stay. <laughs> I want you to know this thing has come to stay. And when the world falls apart, and our world has got a lot of trouble, you know, you heard Brother Richie speaking about even some of those things. I want you to know you can put your foot on the rock. You can get your life in the church. And you can know that the Lord is on your side. And you can know that you can lay your head on the pillow at night. And when you wake up in the morning, you can know that God is good all the time. And that God... Hallelujah. I said the Lord has never left you. Amen. You may sometimes feel like you're walking through a valley, but the Lord is your refuge and the Lord is your strength. Somebody shout amen if you believe it today. So today I declare independence. Bush, it's not July. I don't care. Said you have to wait to July to declare independence. 
I said, today I want to speak to somebody in the house that before you leave this place, amen, God's going to fill you, amen, with the power of the Holy Ghost, uh, with the evidence of speaking, amen, in a heavenly language. Why? Because there's a new thing going on. Uh, amen. There's something new that God is trying to do. And I will tell you today uh, that when the Lord is in the house, uh, his spirit uh, is going to move uh, and it's going to fall. So understand today, you can leave this house a new creature. Somebody say new creature. Something with a new nature. Because when Pentecost gets a hold of an individual, you are not the same. We live in a world today where so many people live under the bondage of yesterdays, of bitternesses, of past regrets, of things that in many cases have tried to steal your joy tried to steal your victory but I want to tell you today in this house some of you just need to put the devil under your feet and let him know you're not going to silence my shout come on I said you're not going to silence my joy because this joy I said this joy that I have the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away oh hallelujah there is the shout of the redeemed in this house today Woo! glory to god some of you ought to let loose in the holy ghost and say lord i'm coming out of this i'm coming over this by the grace of god i'm not what i used to be i love that scripture in genesis utterance of the Savior that would come. The scripture tells us that the Lord is speaking to the serpent. He says, I want you to know. He said, you're going to bruise his heel and he's going to bruise your head. He said, basically, he's going to put you down and he's going to strip you of all your authority and anything you think you are. He said he's going to take every bit of that because he's going to redeem his people. But you see what I like even more so than that is when you get down to the book of Romans chapter 16 and you look in verse number 20 and you think about it as Paul's talking to the church of Jesus Christ at Rome. He said, I want you to know, my friends, he says the Lord is going to bruise Satan under your feet. Amen. I'm gonna, he said he's going to bruise him under your feet. You see, I'm here to let somebody know. It's time to say, devil, I'm taking my joy back. It's time to say, devil, I'm not about to go down. I'm coming up in Jesus' name because the Lord is my God. And I got you under. I said, I got you under my feet. Somebody ought to put him under your feet right now. Somebody that's been going through something, amen, you ought to stand to your feet and put the devil under it and say. Let the shout of the people of God, devil, you are under my feet. Oh, hallelujah, come on. This is the right atmosphere for a move of God in your life. This is the right atmosphere for a miracle in your home. 
I'm going to bruise him a little bit today. I said, I'm not leaving this house until I get it back. I said, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back. Come on, some of you need to take back everything the devil stole from your life. Some of you need to declare a holy war on the adversary and say, by the grace of God, I'm coming out. This joy that I have, the world didn't what? And the world, I said the world can't what? Why? Because it was born in a fire. Come on, I said it was born on the day of Pentecost. I said it was born in an apostolic experience. Uh, see, I challenge you today, my friends, uh, that, that that was started some 2,000 uh, years ago uh, is not dead. <laughs> it's not over, and it's not finished. Uh, with some 13 people receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost in this church last Sunday morning, I'm going to let you know that that same spirit is in the house. I'm going to let you know that that same God is in the house. I wish you believe what I was preaching right now to let somebody know, amen, that Jesus looks good on you. The adversary never looked good on you. Addiction don't look good on you. Bitterness, you don't wear it well. It don't go with your tie, I promise you. You see, what I'm telling you today is, is that the world doesn't look good on you. For all of its hurts, and all of its baggage, and all that it tries to inflict upon your life. But you see, I'm preaching about one. I'm preaching about the only one. I said, I'm preaching about the only one. I'm preaching about the one that'll take a life that's bound and abused and pick you up and transform you and change your life. <laughs> Amen. I want to tell you today that worship looks good on you. I want to tell you today that Jesus looks good on you. I'm going to let somebody know that a shout looks good on your life today. Oh, hallelujah. Some of you are hearing what I'm saying right now, that Jesus looks good in your life. Thank God that they got up to sing this morning. They didn't start singing about a tear in my beer and whatever else. Be kind of hard to clap to that, wouldn't it? I don't know the song, so forgive me, okay? Forgive me on the reference here. I'm going to go ahead and set this up before I say it. But years ago I heard, and I've never actually heard the song. I don't know the song. Man, it's irrelevant. But I remember the line. And he said, the guy said, I was drunk the day my mama got out of prison. Somebody had to know it, didn't they? <laughs> you know, Jesus has never done me wrong. Some of you can testify to that today, can't you? 
Some of you in this house know exactly what I'm talking about. Because when Jesus came into your life, when transformation came over you, there was a change. <laughs> there was a joy. There was a smile. There was a liberty that didn't come from the world. You ever notice the billboards in this town that promote all kinds of stuff? Let's just say Budweiser. Sorry again for the carnal reference. They don't show you the veterans, do they? They show you the rookies. But they look out beautiful. Man, that guy works out. They don't show you the veterans, do they? Those that have prostituted their lives to the world and the addiction fallout that goes on and all of the baggage that goes with it. He's not going to show you the veterans. What he's going to show you is the rookies. But I want somebody to know, amen, whether you're a rookie or a veteran in the house of God. I want to let you know today, he still looks good on you. He, he's never changed. You're still crazy for Jesus. You're still shouting the victory. It don't matter how long you've been in. If you're a veteran to the things of God, Jesus looks good in your life. Oh, I wish you'd stand to your feet right now for a moment and just give God a high praise. Just give him a shout right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You see, we're in the right atmosphere for a move of the Holy Ghost. We're in the right atmosphere for somebody to be transformed and changed by the power of the living God. We're in the right atmosphere for the moving, the anointing, and the healing of lives. I take just a moment more of your time and I'll be done. But you see, they were wrong. History was wrong. What do you mean, Brother Bush? I mean, the Pentecost is still alive. History was wrong in the fact that what he done for my life, he's also done for others. On this day, I want to tell you about Pentecost for just a brief moment. It's noisy. I said it's noisy. Brother Bush, you've done nothing but make a noise since you got to that pulpit. I wish you'd settle in. I know, I know. When you're a little crazy, that's the way it works, okay? That's all I can tell you. But there's something about Jesus. He said, you shall receive power. We know that word power is transliterated dynamite, right? You ever held a stick of dynamite? I hadn't either, so don't worry about it. It's not a trick question, nothing like that. You ever seen a stick of dynamite go off? It's an explosion. It's destructive. So when 
the Lord fills you with the power of the Holy Ghost. And you get dynamite in your life. It'll destroy the sin. It'll destroy the addiction. It'll destroy everything that is trying to keep you down. And it'll set you ablaze. I said it'll give you liberty and set joy in your life that only comes from the throne of God. I'm here to tell you today there's something about the power of the Holy Ghost. It's like fire. It's like fire. Shut up in my bones. How do you aptly describe that? How do you display that little statement right there? What are you doing, Brother Bush? It's fire. It's on the inside of me. Are you hearing what I'm telling you right now? Some of you ought to declare in the name of Jesus, I got a little fire in me. I got fire on the inside of my soul. I'm blood-bought. I'm apostolic. I've been delivered. Would you stand to your feet and shout unto the Lord? Would you give him the praise today? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's give him the glory for a minute. The Holy Ghost is in the house. Remain standing. An old guy years ago came to the church. And uh, when he did, I didn't realize that he didn't, wasn't spirit-filled. He'd been around the church all his life. He's a big help. He's a great guy. He's always donating. He's always helping. And uh, I was there a couple years before I even knew one night in the midst of a rally service that we were having. It was packed wall to wall. Preacher was preaching. Matter of fact, I was actually standing in a corner back on the back side. And all of a sudden, somebody behind Walter that had known him for a long time, they reached up and began to pray for Walter. Began to call on the name of the Lord. And I, I couldn't get to him. I could see him across the way. And the, the building, like I say, was packed. The platform was packed. I couldn't even get off the platform without shoving people over. People were jumping up and down. The power of the Holy Ghost was moving. But what I do know is I, I looked across there and I, I saw Walter praying. I wasn't sure why they were praying for him. I never knew that he didn't have the Spirit. But in the midst of all that, I did see something happen and a change come over him as the power of the Holy Ghost began to move. It was right after that that this older gentleman who'd been such a staple, such a great man, he began to push his way through the crowd. And he pushed his way all the way, all the way across the platform to where I was. And he said, Brother Bush, he said, I just got the Holy Ghost. And I had never even known it. 
But from that day forward, he was not just a part of the church anymore. But you could see that old man as he was just about skipping through the parking lot. Why? Because something happens to you when Pentecost gets a hold of you. I want to let somebody know today that these altars are open. And there are some of you in this house that you're wanting the Holy Ghost for the very first time. Or you're wanting to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I invite you right now as they play and sing to come and stand. Somebody will pray with you. And Pentecost will become a reality in your life. Come on, just step out. Amen. Come on, somebody will pray with you right now. Step out of your pew. Come on, that's it. Make your way to the front and let the Lord do the work in you this morning.
Somebody let the power of the Holy Ghost fall in the name of Jesus.